1: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.
0: All right. So you, you run, you know, an extremely large oil and gas company. Um, but how did you get started? Uh, you know, what's, what's the backstory to actually how you got up and running? Because you're still, you know, young yourself. So how did you get started into this business?
2: Well, um... I don't know if you're aware, but I actually went to college in the U.S. Um, Atlanta? No, no, I was in the D.C. area. But you, you was in Atlanta, though, right? I was in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. It's, it's, Shout out D.C. <laughs> all the Africans <laughs> live in Atlanta and D.C. That's all where all it. the Africans live in America. Yeah, so um, I went to George Mason University, um, and then when I finished, I decided to move back to Ghana in the D.C., Virginia, you know, um, area. I'm sure there are some people from the area, as 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 they call it in the house, uh, and afterwards I decided to come back home to figure out how I can also contribute to, um, um, to Ghana. Uh, it was very challenging initially, because I didn't have, you know, people always think people make moves with plans, with business plans. There was nothing like that. I was done with college, I had a great job as an accountant, making $72,000 a long time ago, and that was good money. And I just picked my bags and I said, I'm going to Africa. Friends are like, what? I'm like, I'm going to Africa, you know? I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit and I knew that I wanted to do something on my own, so I, I decided to make the move back to Ghana. I didn't start originally in oil and gas. Um, I started with, um, uh, with the telecom sector. But before, um, I, I think a lot of people over here are always trying to figure out, how do I, how do I make the initial move you know, in terms of like trying to do something, whether it's business or whatever entrepreneurial um, journey you want to take. And what I want to say is, please, don't always try to figure out the answers before you start. If you want to go ahead to do stuff, just do it. Just start, just start something. You'll figure it out. Because I started, I didn't have a plan. Um, When I was in the US, I worked and, you know, put myself through college, Um, and the excess money that I had That's what I lived off when I came, because the first couple of years, I was in the learning phase. Um, I worked for free for my sister, who was an entrepreneur, and I come from an entrepreneurial background. My father was a very successful entrepreneur, and my mom was an entrepreneur in her own right. So it was just, genetically I was exposed to that, and that's what I wanted to do. But it was really challenging, it was really tough. I had to work for free for um, a long time. I was my sister's driver, and her PA at the same time, learning the ropes of how things work in Ghana and stuff. And um, I didn't have any capital, because the money I had, I needed to survive off that. I also had a child, and I needed to take care of my child in DC. So it was very, very challenging. Um, But I had an idea in the telecom sector. As an entrepreneur, persistence is so key and so fundamental to the success of whatever you are doing. When I had a telecom idea, I went to a telecom company. I used to go there every day for six months. They used to tell me to leave. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna leave unless you give me this opportunity. After about six, seven months, the CEO walked out one day, called the head of, um, I think, Contrast or something. His name was Adlai, I'll never forget it. He said, she said, Adlai, give Kevin the opportunity because this guy will not stop showing up at our office. Literally, I was just posting there every day, just telling him, listen, give me the opportunity and I'm gonna create something which is gonna bring wealth to both us, like you know, myself and, and, and the telecom company. And now I had this telecom amazing contract. I needed $100,000. I didn't have $5,000 to my name but I need $100,000 before I can start. So what do I do? I go into a bank. Um, I didn't have any collateral. I go into a bank, I see the CEO of a bank at 5 p.m. I present what I have to him. You know, the man looks at me. He tells me, all right, let's go downstairs. So his office is on the fifth floor. We go to the banking hall. He tells the lead teller, give him a bank draft of $100,000 to the telecom company. And tomorrow, Kevin, come and fill the application forms for the loan we're giving you today for six months. He believed in me because I believed in myself. He could see that, I believed in myself. So he told me, he said, I have a limit of $100,000 and if you don't pay this money, I'll be sacked, literally. You have six months to pay this money back. The man believed in me because my story was very compelling and he could see that I really wanted to do well for myself and believed in my ideas. So basically it was because of the idea. Now fortunately I was able to pay the money back within two months, Um, so then that opened other doors for me. And that's how I moved from telecoms to oil and gas. I mean, bottom line, that's how I started. So I started in telecoms, but I started with the idea of belief and persistence and just going for what you believe in.
0: So what's the first thing that you did in the oil and gas space?
2: So, oil and gas, Um, the first thing I started doing oil and gas was in in the trade. I started with the trading sector. So I I, I looked at oil and gas and I I found it surprising. How do people go deep in the ocean and find oil and gas? So I was really interested in that and we tried in 2006 to apply for an acreage in the ocean. I was 26, I I didn't have any technical or, or, or financial muscle to do that. And the government of Ghana rejected our application and told us we don't have the financial or technical um, capabilities, which is true. So what did I do? I decided to invest my telecoms um, profits that I've made to create and build the capacity both the financial and the technical capacity to get into the oil and gas. So I reinvested the proceeds that I made. So I could have gone out balling on Lamborghinis and stuff, but I believed in my dream. <laughs> so I made a transition from you know investing in myself, investing in my business,
0: investing in what I believe in. That's how I made a transition from telecoms to oil and gas. You, real quick, because I, 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 Ian, I'm going to let you go, but you said that you had to apply to get acreage. That's so foreign. Right? So you, you found a peat, like water, and said, like, We want this space. How, how did this process go? Like, you knew that was there? Like, how, how did it go? So, it's quite interesting. I mean,
2: uh, currently, I own an asset, which is like the size of New York City. So, it's about a century. Make some noise that? for that, man. <laughs> yo, this is not an everyday thing. Yo. What? <laughs> yeah, I own an asset deep in the ocean. It's about the size of New York City. Um, it's about 70 kilometers you know, in the ocean. If, you, if you're on a chopper, it will take about 45 minutes to get there on a chopper. If you're on a boat, maybe eight hours. But it's about the size of New York City. It's, very, it's really huge. And you literally gotta use something this big to find the oil. Now think about it. It's very, very tedious. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. deep in the ocean. So what happens is you, you, on your own, go to the government and say, hey, I think this area has potential of, of having oil, or gas, or whatever it is. And you want to do a partnership with the government, you're going to invest all your money, you're going to take all the risk. If you lose money, that's on you, if you win money, the government gets a good you know, a percentage of it, a part of it. And you share the profits with the government. And it took me literally, I applied in 2000, the first application in 2006, they told me I didn't have the capability. I went back, built the capability and came back in 2012 and reapplied. Then they were like, this was made, this is not made for Ghanaians. I mean we, we didn't even make the laws thinking someone from Ghana is going to do it. Now think about it. Even our brothers in Nigeria had not done it deep in the ocean. You, a Ghanaian, want to do this? Are you out of your mind? Because you have to understand a lot of times people think of their own um, challenges as your challenges, right? They yep. don't see the, your ambition is not as you know, ambitious as theirs or whatever it is. So um, I reapplied. It took six years. 2012? Uh, then it was, it was in 2000, it took four years of me basically knocking on the doors of government to say, listen, just give me the opportunity to prove that we too can do it. That's all I was trying to say. I'm sorry. No, so I just wanted to change the narrative because you know, a lot of times we believe that we as minorities cannot, cannot do things, you know, we cannot go to space, we cannot do other things because certain things are reserved for. Let me give you an example. If you tell some of your friends you're thinking about building a spaceship to go to the moon, they're gonna tell you what? Yeah, you crazy. Exactly. So they're looking at me telling them I'm gonna go into the ocean to find oil and gas. Like nigga, you out of your damn mind. <laughs> really, that's how they felt. But you don't, I, I don't blame them because that's what we know. We've only seen, other people of color do it. We all are put out of our surroundings, you know? So if you don't see people like you doing stuff, sometimes you just think it's not possible for people like us to do stuff. But I wanted to just basically change that. And after being persistent for, you know, four years, they were like, okay, you know what, go ahead. Let's see see what you can do. You know, we're gonna watch you make a fool out of yourself. And um, Lord and behold, um, we we, we went ahead, um, we drilled, We currently have over 2 billion barrels of oil and a whole lot of gas. We'll clap it up. You know, so um, it just tells you that we are so capable of doing so much more than we think we can do. Absolutely. We basically put self-limitations on ourselves. I mean, we put limitations on ourselves, and I think we're in competitions with ourselves. We need to just push ourselves and have, you know, a lot of belief in us um, to achieve whatever our goals are.